Geeks! Geeks. Geeks. Hello and welcome to episode 69 of Geeks, the world's number one entertainment podcast recorded in this room. I'm your host, Al White, and joining me today, Tanro Ishida. Is our usual Tanro Ishida from Japan. I like how that's now your, <laughs> your official intro now is the from usual. The usual. <laughs> Tanro. Yeah. I see you, if there was an advert for you. <laughs> Tanro like, Ishida oh, from Japan. Which actor friend do we need? I know. <laughs> the, the usual. usual. Yeah. Tanro Ishida. <laughs> Um, and the lovely dulcet female voice with uh, sending a little bit of Australian in there. No, that, that was a practice earlier on of different accents. I'm Irish. Interesting. But I will be confirming that throughout the podcast. Uh, Avna Wallace. I wish I'm actually glad you interrupted me because I was going to do an Australian accent and yeah. I'm glad that I didn't. Yeah, I think I'm, it's better I'm glad for, you didn't too. for our two Australian listeners. <laughs> I'm yes. very glad. Better, better not. Better not. How we've had this conversation before. Middle name is Never I never the tell the middle name I don't think I told you last time Did I? Yeah you didn't tell me How to how to say it properly No Tamara What? I don't have a middle name oh. Do you not have a middle name? No we don't do that <gasps> Wow Why do you have a name You it's don't all... even use? I have many names Yeah I know you do Yeah <laughs> Could you just It's because when parents argue And they can't like decide on something So you yeah, just, but you just chuck them all in anyway, right? That is true That yeah. is true I If they're know. angry with you Do they ever just go Tanro Ishida? Do they say both names? No, we don't do that in Japan. You say Ishida Tanro. Ishida Tanro. No, no. I mean, I mean, we don't do like full name things as in sort of accusative thing. Oh. No. Respectful, is it? We don't use that. Yeah. Is, it, is there, you know how there's honorifics for different, you know, cute things or respectful uh-huh. things? Is there one as like a fuck you? Yaro. Yaro, really? Yeah. Like tan- tanro <laughs> Yaro. Like yeah. <laughs> or like... That sounds like hello, Yaro. Yaro. <laughs> Yaro. But uh, also, yeah, hi. Yeah, yeah. How are you? Tanro. Um, you Yaro. can also say no yatsu. No yatsu. Tanro no yatsu. Tanro no yaro. Um, so they're just disrespectful, kind of. Honorifics. Yeah, yeah. So they're not an honorific. They're dishonorific. But like, it it does have mm. the no, which means like of. So like that bastard of Tamro, oh, <laughs> Tamro yeah. of fuckface. <laughs> I think that I think, honestly that's wonderful. It's yeah, amazing. We just uh, say feck. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we say. The eloquent Irish. Feck or grand. <laughs> they didn't take feck over to America. You, there, there's a lot no, of uh, that's true. There's a lot of crack in America yeah. too. Yeah. And I frown at people like my crack. Irish people would not be happy with you saying crack. <laughs> with your, yes. I'm using quotation marks, Irish heritage. <laughs> but also, as, as, of course, it's spelled differently. So, you know, it's not C-R-A-C-K. Mm, no. It's C-R-A-I-C. So yeah. there's just something very unique and special about it. Very Irish. It is very, very mm. genuine Irish. I hope we will have much crack this evening. Um, Avna. Yes. So you have been on this podcast before. Yeah, twice, twice. now. Mm-hmm. So the Once first time? in LA, even. Yes. Yeah. 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 That was your last time was in LA, and you had your lovely friend on there, who I've never seen again. She was oh, nice. yeah. But she's still... No, she's not in LA. She's now in New York. Lovely, wonderful Rhiannon. She's working and living over there, which is great. And we Skype as much as we possibly can. Cool. Yeah, she was great. Um, I think I think we videoed that one, and you were, like, hiding behind her. So in the video, yeah. you just keep appearing every yeah. <laughs> now <'cause> Hello. <laughs> um, and then your first one was a legendary episode that we did in Real World, the first ever podcast recording in Real World, I believe. Yes. And you oh, the Harry Potter quiz made just for you. Oh, and I'm going to bring yes. it up every time you're back you on the podcast. You should. I, it's, it's, as soon as you say it, I'm literally now like, oh, yes, and I won. <laughs> it was, the stuff you know about Harry Potter was terrifying. 
Um, and people should go onto iTunes, type in We're Geeks and look for, there's a special like pod, uh, two episode I did edit of all the quizzes we used to do. Which oh, sadly wow. we don't have time to do many quizzes these days. Mm. Um, and yeah, it's in one of those, um, for you to listen to them. It's, it's, it's generally probably the funniest thing I think we've ever done oh, really? on this podcast. Yeah. I can't wait to re-listen. That's wonderful. Uh, so how are you guys doing? How is your week? Where are we now? We're like just through the first week of April. And we're in mm. London. And it's Monday, the, England. Be- the beginning of the week. It is the beginning of the week. Uh, I'm yet- pretty tired. That's all I'm going to say. You, well, you've just been running 10, 8K, nearly 8K. 8K. Nearly 8K, almost, but not quite. So I'm feeling like I'm going to keep running 8K and I'm gonna, then I'm going to run 10K. And pretty but, soon, mm. I'll just keep running. Run away. Okay. All yeah. right. We'll deal with that. Um, Tanro, how's your week been, buddy? What have you been up to last week? Uh, just gambling stuff yeah driving drinking, fast cars yeah sex with beautiful women yeah <laughs> the usual time the usual stuff <laughs> just the yeah. usual yeah um well you're helping me with post at the moment in london on oh yes absolutely our feature film stuff yes i'm going off to japan on thursday cool because it, what is a tamra lifestyle unless every two weeks you're in a different country <laughs> true <laughs> i mean that's the usual that is the usual. <laughs> I this never is know where st- you are. It's going to stay, isn't it? The usual <laughs> That's what I always, whenever I, whenever I message Tanro, I will always go, where in the world are you, Tanro? Yeah. It, that yeah. will be my greeting. It will just be, where in the world are you? Tanra? Like I'm in your spare bedroom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> still- <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Like, what? Tanro. Um, I have done that to Alison. Have you really? No, no, because, no, no, it's not like that. But uh, she sent me a text saying, I'm listening to Melody Gurgold, which is a singer-songwriter, mm. which I told her about so i s- just guessed a song title and she was like are you here <laughs> <laughs> is that you <laughs> i was like you never know you won't sell it, you won't sell the tape to the ceiling <laughs> it's been it's been a long fucking game but those two weeks on the ceiling were worth it for that well, one I, I don't need a sell tape because i'm a ninja that's true ninja um don't, don't yawn i'm Ava. sorry no i'm not, i know i'm calling you out i know we're yes. not doing a video this week i apologize we missed the last two weeks podcast i see now i thought we'd miss one week because la were meant to take over and there was a bit of a or scheduling problem yeah and now mm. i see we missed two weeks but we mm. did to be fair me and tamra putting out two podcasts a week yeah last. so it's not like there was nothing no there's a lot of content out, yeah like when i look right now do you want to know what content's up right now on us over the last uh week we have had uh a special cast from adrian's uh, podcast Hollywood and Wine that was number four me and Tamara did a guide to Ghosts in the Shell the guide um, mm. there was also our special cast just on Ghosts in the Shell the new movie Coco where we Tigo reviewed tai. it <laughs> <laughs> um, and Excellent. then we've had two A Nightmare on Elm Street uh, podcasts go up um, as well because we're reviewing that series busy busy mm. busy busy um, maybe it was good to take a breather well yeah I do Thinking hate to time. but we will be back like if we do miss a week I apologise we're gonna mm. try and get more on top of it but we'll always come back yeah and I will be in LA in two weeks, I believe. There you go. So you can run that ship. Uh, yeah. You can fucking I try to. whip people into shape. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been away for too long now. Yeah. And I feel LA, our LA team has been sleepy. a bit lazy. Yeah. Okay, okay, sure. They Are you listening to us, snooze Alex? Button. No, they're not. They don't listen to the podcast. Nathan. <laughs> I always listen. When they do a show, I always listen to it, you know. Yeah. I like to I like to know yeah. what shit they're talking and about. And you make notes and uh, you... I do, and then <laughs> I come back and then critique, I lose friends. Critique them. <laughs> critique them gently the next time you see them. Actual facts. Um, Avna. Yes. I, uh, we didn't have a chance to ask you how you were. Sorry yeah, that's true. I'm asking you now. I'm asking you now. Okay. 
Now, normally I just ask what you've been up to in the last week. We haven't seen you in a long time. Mm-hmm. So if there's anything else you want to fill us in with. But what else has been new since LA? LA was, that I was there was September, no, it was October, November time. It was. So my How the Time Flies. I don't think there's anything especially different. I'm auditioning and I'm working and I have had a small um, short film that I've done. I don't need to say small short film because it just is a yeah, short yeah. film, just isn't it? Uh, which is Factually good. small. Yes. <laughs> what a short film is. <laughs> it would be, yes. And uh, and that went very well, which is good. And um, What's that called? Is there somewhere we can check it out yet or is it still in process? I'm actually not allowed to say. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Marvel short film confirmed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day if I'm lucky. <laughs> no, but yeah, so keeping auditioning, keeping working in sunny London town and looking forward to summer. Such a beautiful weekend it we just had. It has been sunny, hasn't it? It's yeah. been so and nice. Warm. Yesterday was real. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it ha- you know, there's been some shit weather. But yesterday was beautiful. Yeah. Today mm. was beautiful. It was. And, I, and cherry blossoms. Mm. Oh, which are always yeah. Great always magnolia beautiful. blossoms uh-huh. right now uh-huh. as well. Uh-huh. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this is what Loving this podcast has become. Cherry blossoms. Blossoms. How geeky of us. There you go. <laughs> Geeky tree knowledge. Um, a cherry blossom. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. I've, Are you uh, okay, Al? Yeah, I was trying to think <laughs> if I had anything interesting okay. to add to the conversation. And not really. I've just been stuck in a room um, editing the, mm-hmm. the film, Stuffish. And uh, we're just going into effects have started. We're about to start finding our sound house. We've, um, I guess this is a mini update I'm going to mm-hmm. do now for anyone interested. And your music? Yeah, doing a score on it. Mm-hmm. Um, our second album as well, which is separate from the film, is being yeah. mixed right now for the new Ghostlight album so called Dive Dark. Kind exciting. Of five Dark. years late. That sounds like Ghost in the Shell. Don't say that. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking about Ghost in the Shell a lot later on, so don't worry. I honestly um, thought you said Ghost in the Shower. <laughs> that would be I would terrifying. watch that. <laughs> yes, that I would, that sounds like spooky wow. porn. I bet there is a film called Ghost in the Shower. Definitely. Yeah, it's going to be a, yeah. a porn-like parody. Um... Yeah, no, and so I'm editing on Final Cut Pro 7. And if anyone knows that ancient piece of hardware. Shall we just not talk about that here? <laughs> no, no, no. But if anybody knows that ancient piece of hardware, it, I was saying to Alex, because Alex, my editor friend, came around today to help me out with the edit. And I was saying to him, there's one benefit with Final Cut Pro 7, which is very old. No one uses it anymore. It's not supported by anything. You can't buy it anymore. Um, but it takes a long time to render. So you'll do a change and then you have to wait for 10 to 20 minutes for it to render. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, genuinely, I saw that as an annoying thing. But now... I can, I do that. And then I sit down, I write a bit of music on the piano. I play some Zelda Breath of the Wild, which is mm-hmm. in the reality more what I do than write music on the piano. Mm-hmm. Um, and your brain just completely disengages mm-hmm. with the edit. Mm-hmm. And then by the time it's rendered, you come back and you feel fresh. And it's just like a little, it's like a little power nap. I can imagine that doesn't work for certain people. No, if you're on a, sh- yeah. if you're on a, re- I mean, we're on a tight schedule, but if you're on a tight, you know, day by day working yeah, schedule, yeah, no, yeah. those rendering times mm-hmm. are not going to work mm-hmm. out for you. But if you're doing something creative that really means a lot to you, I do actually recommend mm. yeah. the forced breaks yeah. every now and then. It's not like it's all the time, but... Having to have a breather. Having yeah. To be able to it keeps away. your brain just uh, creatively more It's awake. kind of like, you know, back in the day when you wanted to watch porn, you had to sort of wait for it to sort of... To buffer. Yeah, do you remember when you see the picture just gradually like reveal like a curtain of digital steps? Yeah. It's exactly the same. And you'd get like part, you'd get to the hair and you're like, oh, I can already tell this isn't worth it. Now it's just a click, click, click away. Yeah. No, that's, yeah. Oh, good times. What if you couldn't sort of flick, flick on Tinder and you had to sort of wait and go, oh, fuck. For the images to load. Oh, it doesn't matter. You're a guy, you'd still just press yes to everybody. 
Haven't watched anything. I went to the cinema with Haruka and Katie mm-hmm. before Katie left to see A Silent Voice, which I haven't got to talk about on the podcast. Oh, yeah. Um, and I just want to highly recommend it. It's an anime film. Um, and I am an anime fan, but most anime shit. It's kind of like comics and computer games. You know, I love all those things, but there's a lot of sh- crap out mm-hmm. there, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anime in particular, there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't really appeal to me. And particularly the movies, unless it's from Jubilee or something, it's like it's very rare it's going to do something. Um, but this one's been supported by a cool company over here. Got into cinemas. Very limited run. Uh, I don't think it's out on Blu-ray here till like December. Um, it's a long way away. Um, that's really good. It's really good. Yeah. It deals with like teenage suicide in a really dark, serious way. But there's also buoyancy and fun and romance and sweetness and really cool animation style. It's oh, over wow. two hours long. Like it's a Whoa. big film. Wow. And it could definitely lose 15 minutes or something. But yeah. I highly, highly recommend it. Um, the sil- a silent voice, I think it's called. There's a couple of translations of its name, mm-hmm. um, uh, but it was really cool. Hmm. Something I've seen. Wonderful. Like I've just been watching old films. Other than that, I've been watching a lot of. We revisited. I showed you Christy, that slasher horror film. Mm-hmm. That was in fun. School grounds. I like that film a lot. Yep. And yep, then I yep. showed you Hush, the one with the girl who's yes. deaf. Um, which I really like that movie as well. They're yeah. two little hidden horror gems, I think. Yeah, they're both quite enjoyable. Actually. Yes, and. I- I'm not a horror fan, so you know. So. Yeah, mm. I, have to, I have to rope you in with something accidentally. Oh, on ten, right? <laughs> I will be at the end of this actual podcast. I'm going to reveal what the next horror franchise podcast that we're doing after Nightmare on Elm Street is. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not starting for another few weeks, but we've yep. already figured yep. out what it's going to be. And I hear it's quite interesting and it's a different show. Yeah, different. it's different. Yeah. Some people might not like it as much as Unbreaking Ones, but we will yeah, after that. It might be educational. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. I can't watch horror at all. I just start screaming and clutching people. Oh, please join us for this, Richard. I'll tell you about <laughs> it at the end of the podcast. <laughs> all right. Let's start the show like we do every single week with the news. Mm. Nate's yep. blowdown. I miss you, Nate. I miss you. Listen to the colors of the wind. Have <laughs> <laughs> you seen Pocahontas? No, no, yes. one, no one's seen Pocahontas. <laughs> Just around the riverbank. <laughs> uh, we only have five pieces of news because I couldn't find right. much news this week. I'll be honest with you. Hmm. Uh, let's start with number one, our trailer news for the week. As of today, the Thor Ragnarok teaser came out. Yep. Amazing. It's called, it's called teaser. a teaser. How long? Two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> two minute teaser. How we got to this fucking place with two minutes as a so teaser. So how long is it going to be the trailer? It's going to be the film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't show you the last scene or something like that. Um, this... Film, like, I'm a huge Marvel fan, but I appreciate they're not, you know, the greatest films in the world. Uh, but I still enjoy them. Guardians is my favorite. And I'm very excited for where it's all going. I was excited about the new Thor film because it's the director's uh, Tika Waikiki, I think. Of, I can't remember his name. Uh, but he's a New Zealand guy. Um, he directed Fly the Concords, What mm. We Do in the Shadows, uh, Hump for the Wilder People. And he's a really oh, great uh, yeah. comedy director, uh, but with a good indie sensibility. So I was excited to see him doing a Marvel movie. And from the synopsis, and you know they're going to tie this into Guardians, it's set in space, and it was Thor and Hulk on like an intergalactic road trip. People were excited because they knew it took place on this planet that the planet Hulk comics are based on, where Hulk is like this gladiator warrior who rules over the planet, basically. Very Jeff exciting. Goldblum's in it. Kate Blanchett's in it. Ugh. But the last two Thor films have been shit. So I was like, can, will they pull this off, or is Thor just always going to make bad movies? Even. Do you I... like look at this either? <laughs> I'm just so uh, like super excited. As somebody as well who's not a massive like Thor fan, who's who's who'd watch it, who'd sit down and watch it, but who wouldn't look to watch it. Or I just really excited by this trailer. I mean, it this looks teaser. exciting, doesn't it? It really the does. The temple is like the. Uh, 
it and feels like they wanted to make it as exciting as possible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's yes. taken like it's taken to make it out itself. It's got personality. The music's great. I mean, it's, it's totally just Guardians. Like they've totally just gone. Let's get some Guardian style music in yes. here. The font of like Thor Ragnarok that comes up at the end looks like a cheesy VHS like fantasy title from the 80s you know it's so yeah. tacky and awesome <laughs> mm. um so I, it does i can understand so i'm sure some people are going to criticize this for being contrived with how it's presenting itself but it totally works for me I'm what's the happy. official title thor ragnarok mm, okay. um yeah I, I i really like his new look i like his short hair with the red war paint on yes i love that they just seem to be showing you the setup they don't show you anything else yet and i think that is why it works as a teaser and I think we're just getting the very beginning of the movie and where it goes after that. Who knows? Yeah, we, we, we're not. It's a mystery. Exactly. And to have a film where we've seen Thor and Hulk together a lot, but the way they presented this is so exciting that it makes me pumped to see them together again. And I just miss Hulk. You don't get to see him enough in the movies. And he's, he's a great character. The poster kind of looks tropical. Let me see. Oh, man. That was, that was <laughs> one funky-ass poster. <laughs> Yellows and greens. Poster. Absolutely. What's Red. the name of the director? How do you how do you pronounce it? Uh, the director is uh, Taika Waititi, I believe. Taika Waititi. Yeah. Yep. He's a really lovely guy as well. He's great. He's actually the lead vampire in what we do in the shadows. Oh wow. Um, yeah, he's a good actor as well. Very funny guy. As mm-hmm. a direct, he's a director and an actor. Yeah. God. Can you imagine such a I thing? I know. Abram? Some people have it all. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Bandit Cumberbatch is in it. Yes, he yes. Was, he's been in. in has he been in the first? He's been in the he's first. He's Doctor two, Strange. Has he? Yeah. Yeah. So at the end, spoilers for the next ten seconds for the end of Doctor Strange. But in the post-credit scene of Doctor Strange, you have Thor sitting down with him. Oh yeah. Saying we're looking for my brother Loki, and Doctor Strange says I'm going to help you. Yeah, so yeah, he's not yeah. in the trailer, but he will be in the film. Oh, and the director's in it as an actor as well. There you go. <laughs> there you go. And I guarantee Guardians of the Galaxy will be in this movie in like the, either the post credits or right at the end because they totally bring them. They've got to bring them together out there mm-hmm. to then bring them all down to earth for the next Avengers movie, Infinity War. Um, there's Ken Watanabe in it. Oh, is he really? But it's a different Ken Watanabe. No. Yes. Seriously? Yes. There's two Seriously. Ken Watanabes? Seriously, it's a different Ken Watanabe. So good, they had to make two. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Well, he's going through a huge scandal in Japan right now, so maybe. Really? What did he do? Uh, cheating. Like, lady problems. Oh, Jesus. Come huge on, scandal. Come yeah. on. Lady it pisses me off when people do this stuff. It's like, who cares? So that's mm-hmm. getting released in November 3rd, 2017. Yes, thank you. I didn't have that right now. November the 3rd. Okay, so we've got Spidey before that, mm-hmm. um, and then Thor at the end of the year, and Guardians in May, I think. I think mm. it's Guardians. Yeah, it's Guardians. Oh, wait, yeah, being, that's May. Yeah. When yeah. is this being released? When is this Thor year, being released? November. November. That genuinely, I watched it and I was excited. I'm now actually quite disappointed. <laughs> you have to wait. You can only go with what you feel, right? But you watch a teaser that. or a trailer. It must. Be, it must be good. You've got I, fucking Guardians coming yes. out. Did oh, you yes. Did you know the Guardians one? I have. You have you don't like yeah. I think I've seen parts of it again. You see, this is the thing. I think I sit down and I watch parts of these with my nieces and nephews, or I'm, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm, I'm not. If you an liked active... anything about that trailer for Thor, go see Guardians. Yeah, one. I agree. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, consider um, it done. Consider it done. I mean, I should. It's one of those films you need to see anyway. It's yeah, it's it's, it's genuinely brilliant. Um, there aren't many. There, I don't know if there's any of the other Marvel movies I would suggest to anybody. Really? Yeah, 
But I mean, there's plenty that I love. But you know, but just to anyone, but no, you should check out Guardians. Like, okay, so that's um, a recommendation. But we've got Guardians two, then we've got Spider Man mm-hmm. Homecoming, then we've mm-hmm. got Thor Ragnarok. Like, this is a great Marvel year. Mm-hmm. Very um, exciting. And we've got Wonder Woman on the DC front. Oh yeah, Wonder yeah. Woman. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wait. Um, all right. News two uh, about Carrie Fisher. So Carrie Fisher's brother Todd Fisher um, has told New York Daily News that the late actress will be appearing in Star Wars Episode Nine. Her family has granted Disney the rights to use recent footage of her, but that CGI will not be used for her appearance, unlike in last year's Rogue One. Hmm. Um, Quote, she's as much of a part of it as anything, and I think her presence now is even more powerful than it was. Like Obi-Wan, when the saber cuts him down, he becomes more powerful. I feel like that's what's happened with Carrie, and I think the legacy should continue. End quote. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi, which is Star Wars Part 8, will hit cinemas on December the 15th, 2017. Then the next year we've got the Han Solo solo film, which uh, I hope that's what they call it. <laughs> um, but then part Han nine solo. will be out. <laughs> ghost shower. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Han Solo, the ghost in the shower. Uh, we'll call part nine, uh, sorry, we'll be called, let me start again. Part nine will be out in apparently May the 24th, 2019, which will break from their Christmas schedules. I don't believe that. Mm. I guarantee that'll be pushed back to Christmas. And why not make it May the 4th? Oh, good point. Yeah, why the fuck wouldn't you? I, that'll be Christmas. Like, Christmas works out for them. They're a Christmas yeah. movie every year. There's a Star Wars movie now. So yeah. um, that's a long way out. I'm surprised even she's in episode eight. Um, yeah, true. So to say she's in episode nine is a bit weird. Hmm. Do you think it's going to be hologram? I mean, they make, this, they make a point here of saying it's actual recent footage of her. It won't be CGI'd. So. I mean, that does not make sense as a sort of... No, but you've Technically, got a point. it doesn't make sense. Because then you could put her anywhere. Yeah. Use real footage, but you don't need to worry about the backgrounds. Exactly. Yeah, maybe. Mm. Is this a really bizarre question to ask, but could it, could it be like footage of her as a memory? So it's like it's already been shot, maybe. Yeah, like if they can so use it So it's like they're using it as a mm-hmm. flashback or as a device for... Mm-hmm. Well, how, and here's the thing, because really if they had to ask permission question, for it, I don't know how the legalities of this work, but I don't know if it can be something that they already shot for episode eight, because I feel they will mm-hmm. own all the footage they already shot for episode eight. Yeah. So it has to be something out of out of the shooting schedule. What it has to be some other footage. What possibly be? Like, do you have any home video footage? You yeah. can just shove in episode nine, maybe. She's very different. Like yeah. when she's on interview and stuff. She, yes. She's very Just her different. and her dog sitting yeah. there. Yeah. Oh, I love that interview with the dog. Oh, so cute. I haven't seen it. It's a brilliant yeah, movie. It's one. really she's, good. She was just yeah. an incredible yeah. character in her later years. And just took no shit about anything, you know. Like yeah. Hearing her talk about uh, nudity and stuff is hilarious. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Very funny. Yeah. Oh, well, I have it's read really lots about that. Um, yeah, very, very solely messed. <laughs> um, I'm kind of happy with this, I guess. I'm not, I didn't like the CGI stuff with Rogue One when they brought back people. So yeah. I'm happy at least they're not doing that. Um, because that is the thing we talked about yeah, recently. On this I think quite a lot of people did not like that. Yeah. And it's definitely a future we're going to be heading into of just bring yeah. back anybody with CGI. Mm-hmm. A little bit of Ghost in the Shell news, Tamro, because yes. we haven't talked enough about that, have we? Um, <laughs> so we're going to be talking about the live action box office. Uh, sorry, the Ghost in the Shell live action film box office later on when we get to box mm-hmm. office section. So I don't want to spoil that. But news has come from production IG, who did all of the previous Ghost in the Shell anime, that the next anime project in the franchise has already begun. Hmm. Um, and it's been taken away from the team that did Arise and The Last Ghost in the Shell, the new movie. And it's been co-directed now by Kenji Kamiyama, who did the standalone complex TV mm-hmm. show before, and Shinji Aramaki, who did the Appleseed Alphas. And I think mm. he did all the Appleseeds, actually. Is that a good news for you, Al? 
For me, it is with the Kenji Kamiyama because he's genuinely a brilliant director and he's mm-hmm. got even better since he left Standalone Complex. Yeah. Um, Shinji Aramaki tends to do that 3D animation style to look mm-hmm. sort of 2D, which I don't like. Mm-hmm. Um, so as long as they keep a 2D animation, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Did you say TV series or a, a film? They haven't said. So no details oh, okay. have been announced whether it'll be a film or a TV show. I'm, I hope it'll be a film, but I'm sure it'll be a TV show. Mm. Um, yeah. Okay. So I like, you know, I mean, not surprising. They've always got something new. Mm-hmm. Ghost in the Shell cooking. Something cooking. I showed you a little bit of the standalone complex second film. Yeah, I couldn't we, stay on it. Yeah, we weren't quite in yeah. the frame of mind. For no, it, no, there was just too much talking. For number four. I'm reading podcast and I said too much talking. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I genuinely that. It is weird because like I said, when I reviewed, I reviewed them only last year and I remember loving that one, but I think it was like a slow burn. It's by the time mm-hmm. you get to the end, it's very rewarding. I think it's also the delivery of the lines, which is very Yeah, because we switched, we were watching English. in English and it wasn't, we switched Japanese and it was much better. Yeah. And as somebody who speaks and can understand both the languages, Japanese delivery is better because it's... Yeah less uh um care is yeah it felt more, way more natural yeah though. yeah it's more natural uh in an interview with famitsu eiji ayuanoma hmm? help me out buddy that's why you're here it's There's not the only e-i-j-i the only reason you're A-G. here eiji a-o-n-e-u-m-a aonuma Excellent. The Zelda series producer was asked if the franchise would retain the open-air concept used in Breath of the Wild. Uh, Open quote, from now on, this will probably be the standard form. However, eventually, that in itself could become seen as Zelda as usual, and we would start to hear opinions this way and that way. This has always been the case, and a result of what we have made is Zelda, end quote. Bit of a garbled translation there. Um, But it is something people ask now. It's like, where do you go from here? Like, Breath of the Wild has been such a... I hate you said pun, but game-changing thing. Um, mm. I'm guessing you don't know much about Breath of the Wild, even. I'm, oh, I'm no. afraid I don't. <laughs> no, no, that's fine. I'm just going to... Uh, you know, so, like, you, you've heard of Zelda? Yes. So, the new Nintendo console came out. Yes. Um, and it's the console itself. has a lot of problems. Very underpowered. Um, has some cool things you can do. You can take the console with you, like a tablet, and play it anywhere yes. you want. Yes, oh, yes, yes, yeah. With a short battery life. Um, but Zelda launched with it, and it is... It's an unbelievably special game. Like, it really, really is. And I've heard gra- I have heard great things about it. It's something where it's like, I, I don't have much time to play games anymore. I love games, but I play them very fleetingly. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to get into a big media game in years and years and years and years. This just devours your life. Like, it's just wow. so... But it just sits there whenever you want it to. And I got it for to Katie to play, and she just plays it all the time. Like, just all every wow. day when I talk to her, she's just like, whenever she's not working, she's just playing Zelda. Like, oh, that's my it. gosh. That's it's, so amazing a magical thing and there's so much to investigate and it's great to be a part of that conversation and me and Katie will like ring and text each other like oh my god did you find this thing or did you know you could do this thing and I've put in over 100 hours and when she started playing she was finding stuff I had no idea I could do in the game and places I'd never been to because it's just so big and abundant with not rules it like it gives you world physics and then lets you do what you want with it basically that's incredible so it kind of encourages you to try and break it people just figured out how to fly in the game because they give you this magnet thing that allows you to lift things and they figured out oh if i put a certain thing on top of something else metallic and then i lift the metal thing underneath the thing i'm standing on i can fly around wherever i want to oh my god but you don't break the game the game just encourages you to like figure out what you you can do with our playground of stuff so it just keeps developing all the time yeah so it's just great it's just like it yeah it's an incredible game 
Uh, but people have been, where do you go from here? Because one of the big things with it is it allows you to climb anything. And in any other open world game, you have to stick to the pathways or mm. jump up rocks and try not to fall or get stuck in the textures yes, <laughs> or break course. it. Yeah. Whereas this is like, no, just climb up anything. Anything you want to, you can just climb up it. So everything is accessible. Can you climb up on each other? On people, you mean, in the game? Mm. I haven't tried climbing up people <laughs> in the game. Interesting. I have not mounted anybody <laughs> in the game yet. I'll go and find a large Goron. Um, you can climb on a horse. Does that count? <laughs> um, but yeah, it has been a question for people. Like, well, where do you go from here? Like, Because regular, uh, regular sorry, open world games that are in development right now they're kind of already redundant and they're not yeah. even released yet because this has changed everything. Yes. Um, so people have been asking, yeah, where does Zelda go next? And this is him illuminating a bit of like, yeah, this will be the standard for a while. But I do think he's very smart to be once it becomes Zelda as usual and people are like, oh, it's just another Zelda game. Mm. Yeah, that's when you want to mix it up, do something different. Smart Japan. Tamara's just reading the Japanese news right now. Yes, I am. <laughs> <laughs> no, about the ghost in the shell. Oh, yeah. Nothing new. You did say everything in English. There's no new information There's yet. no new information. Is it information. called Ghost in the Shell? Uh, looks like it. Excellent. Uh, final piece of news. The internal specifications of Project Scorpio, the new Microsoft Xbox console, has finally been revealed. Hmm. Are you ready for some specs, Tamara? Yeah, go on. <laughs> Hit me. Specs. CPU, 8 custom, times x86 cores. GPU, 6 teraflops. RAM, 12 gigabytes with GDR5. Memory bandwidth, 326 GBs per second. Vapor chambering cooling, which is my favorite. Wow. Um, and a 1 terabyte hard drive, which is possibly the only bit anyone understands. From and that. now in English? Yeah. Well, here you go. What it boils down to <laughs> is the console will be 30% faster than the Xbox One, with the GPU 4.6 times more powerful. It is definitely far more powerful than the recently released PS4 Pro and it allows for performance increases on non-4K resolutions, uh, which is hmm. a big deal. So you don't have to own a new 4K TV to see a massive benefit from this console. And is that connected to the VR as well? Well, Xbox doesn't officially have VR yet, but I'm sure you're right. Like, I'm sure hmm. they're keeping the door open Yeah. For whatever they're going to be investing in. Or yeah, that would be a smart choice. Wouldn't yeah. Um, the console will run all Xbox One and 360 backwards compatible games better than on standard or, or the S, the small, or slim. I never know if the S stands for slim or small. I think it's slim. Hardware? Yeah, probably slim. Slim, because it sounds sexier yeah. than small. Yeah. <laughs> I want Shrunk. my Xbox small. <laughs> yeah, it's Xbox slim. Shrunk down. <laughs> um, load times, frame rates, <laughs> resolution should all also benefit. In a and here's how we boil it down a little bit for you. In a stress test version of Forza 6, which is one of the most... Uh, graphically progressive games the console displayed the game at 4k at 60 frames per second which is very good i i i am listening to all of this that's as good as you can get 60 frames per second i can well believe but, it and 4k has nothing to do with how much you've been running no right that's what you're thinking <laughs> yes. you're a filmmaker i wonder if i can run 4k <laughs> um so yeah on the new console it could run at 4k 60 frames per second using about 65 percent of the console's power. Could I run at 60 frames per <laughs> second? <laughs> You're throwing oh. me off my game. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> On a regular Xbox One, the game ran only 1080p at 60 frames per second, but it was using over 90% of its power. Could I use over 90% of my power? <laughs> Confirmed, yes, you could. The way you turned up today. Um, it's estimated from the cost of specs that the machines could cost something around $499. Which mm. is in comparison to other consoles? 
uh more expensive yeah. um and you you know the ps4 pro is going to take a, a price dive once this comes out to try and mm -hmm. be competitive that's exciting this is but they really want to buy that microsoft yeah no do right and that's the thing like microsoft have lost this generation mm. they have they're selling they sold even though they're doing well the last few months they've sold half the amount of consoles that playstation mm -hmm. 4 have this generation um but they've said that this is not for regular consumers this is like a premium product mm -hmm. that they're making uh, and okay. playstation tried to do that with the ps4 pro but it didn't really offer much to mm -hmm. be honest mm -hmm. ps4 pro doesn't even have um 4k blu-ray player compatibility yeah even though sony invented the blu-ray yeah, player which is weird isn't it yeah yeah whereas the xbox one slim already has 4k blu-ray player compatibilities mm -hmm. and this one will as well um I'm really excited though because unlike the other ones, this does seem like I don't know how they're going to do it because as we keep saying, they've said we're not leaving people behind. Mm -hmm. So if you can play a game on this, you can play on your Xbox yeah, One. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. how you do that with making the game better on the Scorpio doesn't make any sense unless you have a very meticulous grading system like you do on a PC in terms of you can turn everything up to ex extreme. Maybe. Which is possible. It is possible. It's yeah. just a lot more work for the developers then. Yeah. Which is but like Japan loves doing that kind of shit. Yeah, that's not our problem. Yeah. Is what you're trying <laughs> to say. Yeah. We're the consumer. <laughs> <laughs> just give me more things. Uh, but anyway, they've obviously brought this out early. Normally this sort of stuff would come out just before June, which is when E3 is. Uh, I just got our email f invite for, for, for E3. But you got an invite? Yeah, we get invites to E3. Oh, I know. I did not know that. <laughs> it's good for us to do, and you can book in meetings Why with people. Why did I not know that? Wow. You can book in all the meetings and stuff. Cool. I just want to book in meetings and just go, no, I just want to hang out. Yeah. <laughs> um, what's my point? Yeah, they brought this out early. Clearly signifies they're going to be mm -hmm. showing off all the games at E3 this year. Mm -hmm. They don't want this. To, mm -hmm. They don't want the specs to be part of the conversation. Mm -hmm. Bring that out. Mm -hmm. Have that conversation. Yeah. By yeah, E3, yeah. it's all about the games. Right. But that's all the news we got this week. Okay. Let's move that's into the a newest bit. news about the city. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. That's no. from Ju Julius Caesar. Phrase better. Oh, you're trying to, hang on. You're trying to fucking highbrow up the point. <laughs> I see what's going on here. Don't hijack our Shakespeare podcast. says it better than I, though. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I don't think anyone I'm knows pretty Shakespeare sure Shakespeare said. wrote it. I didn't say it. Yeah, well, we don't, we don't you know, know what I mean. He, <laughs> he, he says it, with, it better. He could have said it in a Jim Carrey voice. You know? yeah, yeah, possible. Exactly. Yeah. All right, let's move in some releases. A little section we like to call Chris Pratt. Give us some money. Thank you, Alex. We miss you. Chris Pratt, give us some R.I.P. Alex Chard. Very sad. Very sad. <laughs> if Alex was here, is that what he would do? Yeah. Okay. I can't miss you, Alex. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't worry. It's okay. Let's move on. There'll be right, a eulogy. Right. Um, in the UK, in cinemas, on April the 12th, there's a little film called Fast Ampersand Furious 8. Oh, Fast and Furious 8. Mm -hmm. uh, directed by F. Gary Gray, hmm. who directed films like Straight Outta Compton, The Italian Job, A Man Apart, which is where he worked with Vin Diesel, mm -hmm. and The Negotiator. Now, does anybody remember The Negotiator? Yeah, I do. With Kevin Spacey and Samuel L. Jackson talking I people. I falling asleep. Oh, why is my memory so... That was, you might be too young for this one, Ethan. I remember watching that in like the mid-90s. But I know yeah. the name. I know the name. So I wonder, have I... That was like a big film at the time, and then just disappeared. Uh, this film stars Dwayne Johnson, Charlize Theron, Scott Eastwood, Vin Diesel, Jason Statham, Michelle Rodriguez, Kurt Russell, Helen Mirren, Tyrese Gibson, Ludacris, Fantastic. and many more people. Fantastic. And Did you say Ludacris? Ludacris, yeah. Mm. Uh, here's the synopsis. When a mysterious woman seduces Dom into the world of terrorism and a betrayal of those closest to him, the crew face trials that will test them as never before. Test them as never before. <laughs> Which is lucky they said that. It's like, they face trials, but you've seen bigger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
How long do you think they're gonna go on for? For fucking ever. <laughs> and then men are too. The men are too. Dwayne Johnson's men have his own side story as well, like a different spin-off. Oh, spin-offs. Well. Yeah. Okay. Because you know you need more sub standard. We saw the trailer Absolutely. in cinema. Yeah. Right. Yep. It looked less like less bombs and explosions, more heart. No, Submarines. I wouldn't say heart. There's but a submarine. Yeah. There was a tank, but we don't think we saw it blow up anything. It's more driving. Yeah. That's what I Yeah, I I honestly I, got. I will see it. It's been a long time. I was one of those people who was actually a big apologist for Fast and Furious before it became all really cool again. And I've kind of fallen off the bandwagon now. Like mm. I'm just kind of the last one bored me a mm. lot. Mm. I feel the joke's over. <laughs> This uh, magical is this, the, this is the eighth one, the eighth ninth one, one. Mm. the eighth one. Eighth one yeah. mm. Wow, that is a lot of those films. Uh, but but they're doing really well. They've done really well. Well, well Ava, the Ava, 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 How many for Harry Potter? How many? <laughs> how many okay, well we all not eight. Know. No, to be fair, not eight. <laughs> Seven, right? So which is a lot, including Fantastic Beasts. Oh no! Is that is that that's a different that's a different it's a different thing, my friend. <laughs> okay, let's not is it? Let's not muddy the waters. It's in here. the Harry Potter universe. You know when I went and saw that film, I literally was like, I've got to brush up on everything. Fantastic Beasts is. I've not done that yet, but I haven't watched it. I'll go for you there. It's so good. How you should watch it you're the film. Oh, maybe you should. Yeah. Do you're the yeah. film buff? Like, how have you not seen it? Because I'm, I'm just too much drinking. <laughs> um, also of note is in England it's called Fast and Furious A in America because they're much more sensible they have the much better name The Fate of the Furious um, and they've changed the name a few times in America mm. to like there's the one just called The Fast Five the what's what the fifth one we call them in England just Fast and Furious 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 yeah, yeah. Mm. other than Tokyo Drift has anybody seen that um, is it called a meme when they when they like take a picture of Something really serious and then make a joke out of it. Is that what a meme is? I'm sorry. No, that's not what. No, no, no that's not what a meme is. I mean, but basically, they've got a, a great picture of of Vin Diesel. Sorry, yeah, so oh, really no po- points for brightness here. Uh, but um, Vin Diesel is uh, making a very sort of moody um, pose and uh, just leaning across the table. And I don't, I forget what the first line of it is, but it's like you know, if you're not nice to me, I'm I'm not going to be faster or furiouser. Which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Just dead, <laughs> I know, I was really dead fucking silence. I liked it. <laughs> okay, I, I think like, it's one of those things we need to actually see need to, to see appreciate it. Yeah, I'm even Diesel saying that while sitting on the end of my sofa. <laughs> Promise you, it's funny. Check it out. Look, you got all red. I know. So cute. Bad, you can't make a joke unless you have the whole joke. God, we need to remember this. Yeah, you got to think forward. Yeah. You um, just thought too fast, and uh, it was too f- no. Damn it. Oh, ah. Look at Tamara sweeping in a rescue with his own ah. brand of bad humor. Uh, also coming out in the UK this week is The Handmaiden at last. It came out in America last year. Directed by Chan Wook Park, who directed Lady Vengeance, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Thirst, and of course, Old Boy. Looks spooky as hell, doesn't it? Looks sexy as hell. Starring Min Hee Kim, Tyree Kim, Jung Woo Ha, Jin Woong Ju. Why are you looking at me when you're saying those things? I didn't look at you. <laughs> I, was, I was fucking... Trying to read my phonetic, <laughs> my phonetic laptop here. Uh, a woman is hired as a handmaiden to a Japanese heiress, but secretly she is oh, involved yes, in a I plot to defraud her. I've actually got this on Blu-ray in the other room. Um, oh, do you? Yeah, because they came out in America a while ago. Uh, it's meant to be great. Fast and Furious actually has some reviews already, and it's meant to be the same old, like good. Like it's got a lot of sevens, it's got some eights out of ten. 
In the US, however, this week we had Fate of Furious. We also had The Lost City of Z or Z, um, which oh, we yes, talked about. I really, really want to see that. A couple of weeks ago, because like, it's already been out here in the UK. Uh, the two new films. Why do you want to see that film out of interest? What's appealing to you? Actually, the poster. Oh, okay. So I just, I just, yeah, I just thought it seemed like a, a rollicking, adventurous ride. <laughs> rollicking. Wow. <laughs> no, really, I just thought it looked really beautiful and really sort of exciting. A rollicking, adventurous ride. That's my, that's <laughs> yeah. my favorite porn site. <laughs> no, uh, no, it looked like it just looked like it was good film. Hey, I want to know: Did you review Beauty and the Beast? Fuck no, I'm not seeing that movie. Why not? You have to see all films. No, I know. You have to be open to every kind of film, Al. Yeah, I'm, I'm very anti that film. I don't want to give any money. I haven't seen that film yet. Would you like to go with me? No. Go on. We'd have no. a great time. No, I'll be so angry in that movie. Well, no, you will If you want to see me really angry, take me to see the Beauty and the Beast live action remake. Okay. It's a date. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, we also have a couple more films coming out. We've got Gifted from director Mark Webb, who did 500 Days of Summer, mm. as well as Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2. Um, starring Chris Evans, McKenna Grace, and Lindsay Duncan. That is about Frank, a single man, rising his child prodigy... Rising? I think it's meant to say raising. Right. Raising his child <laughs> like prodigy, niece Mary, is drawn into a custody battle with his mother. Sounds exciting. And then we have Colossal. Now, this film kind of i didn't notice it creeping up does anyone notice this film colossal nope mm. so you should watch the trailer after mm. this from director nacho vingalondo great name um <laughs> who i know from fright fest because he used to turn up at fright fest he did oh, really? oh. a film called time crimes uh which was really a great little gem he did a film with elijah wood called open windows which was all right um and then he did a section of vhs viral the third vhs film um which is pretty cool starring anne hathaway jason sudeikis and austin stoll a woman discovers that severe catastrophic events are somehow connected to the mental breakdown from which she's suffering. Uh, which sounds really depressing, but when you watch the trailer, it's, there's a lot of comedy and a lot mm -hmm. of surreal imagery. And it looks great. All right. Um, it looks fresh and interesting, and he's a cool director. I'm intrigued. Uh, so I'm excited. Certainly. Uh, on the Blu-rays this week, in America, you're getting The Bye Bye Man, uh, reportedly the worst horror film last year. I still haven't seen it. Monster Trucks, Hidden Figures... Uh, which was at number one for ages, and me and Tamara didn't know what the hell that film was. Hidden Figures. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yes. Just Have so Have you seen it? It's brilliant. Is it? Brilliant. I what was the late... What's, what it we'd was? seen the trailer, but mm. it just didn't recognize the title, and I was like, what's the, what's the, what's the film? So yeah. good. Yeah. You liked it? So you recommend? A hundred percent. Hands guess what? down. If you're in America, you can buy it in 4K right now. Yes, What buy does 4K it. mean? It means half of the marathon. Yes, it means. Uh, Lion is also out. And the Dead or Alive trilogy has finally come out uh, from uh, Takashi Miike. Um, and that's one of the films that got oh, me yeah. into Takashi Miike. Is it? Yeah. Huh? I used to love those films. Completely bizarre, surrealist, stupid yeah. action films. I thought, were you going to say something about Lion? No, uh, I was supposed to see it yesterday, but because of the sunshine, I didn't go why that's just i think that's a good reason you know being in london reason. you think it's the worst reason you think it's yeah. a good reason i needed to get yeah. some sunshine but it was a free cinema ticket so i should have oh, i should have gone with a lovely fun. friend and i i let her down and you burn easily so probably should. exactly so do you want to go see raw with me i tell you what i'll go see being oh. the piece with you if you'll see raw with me what's raw no questions do you want to go see okay <laughs> People have vomited in the cinema watching Raw because it's that Is it a horror? It's a horror film, obviously. It's about, yeah, a vegetarian vegan who gets sort of into cannibalism, essentially. Wow. Well, that looks like it would just be interesting. 
All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. And wow. it ties into what I'm going to be talking about at the end of this podcast with our next ah. series of horror films. I'm down. I'm On the UK blues, we've got Rogue One is out at long last. Um, we have Naomi Watts' new spooky film, which I just got called Shut In. Animal Kingdom season one is out. And Swiss Army Man finally came out of here as well. It's what? It's been ages. It's been a long time. Huh. And on the game front, what do we have? Well, we've got a lot of uh, just housekeeping. Eurofishing on the PS4. We've got Symphony of the Machine on PS4. We've got Blast on the PS4. Starblood Arena on the PS4. Cosmic Star Heroin on the PS4. Cruel on the Xbox One and PC, which looks pretty cool. The Sexy Brutal on Xbox One and PS4. Uh, on Switch, there's a new game demo on Switch. The Jackbox Party Pack 3, which makes sense for Switch. Do you remember uh, these okay. games? They're the ones you can play with your friends around a couch and you use your phone. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. Makes sense. That was fun. Yeah. Um, I like that one. Another little party game for Switch. But a big one for the week is Ukulele, which finally comes out. The massive Kickstarter game from the makers of the original Banjo-Kazooie games on the N64. Essentially the spiritual successor to those games. Um, and it looks cool. It's taken years and years to make this one. Xbox One and PS4. So what we like to do at Better this point... Call Saul Season 3 is coming out on Netflix, right? Oh, is that on Netflix? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, um, I, I actually started thinking we need to start covering what's coming out on Netflix. I think so, yeah. But I, I just have so much stuff I've just out. watched Louis C.K.'s stand-up, the latest one, 2017. It's a good one. Highly recommend it. It's very good. It's been a while yeah. since you wrote anything bad, so... Yeah. Yeah, I got it. Love that, man. Um, we do like to pick... I'm just going to push this by demo for a mm-hmm. second. Oh, oh, oh smacking oh, your oh. microphone. Do you like to pick which film uh, we're gonna, we would go and see? So you can pick from UK and US. Like, which one are you most excited about? Mm. For me, um, I am excited about Handmaiden, but I'm, I'm actually just now excited about Colossal. That's the one that I'm most excited about. It looks really strange and interesting. I feel Avon is a Fate of the Furious kind of girl. Is it Fate of the Furious? Um, you just said you want to see Lost City of Z. What was it? Yes, I suppose it did actually. I'm but not going to get the, to see But Colossal is very, that seems very exciting. And I like Anne Hathaway. I think she's wonderful. Yeah, she looks great in this one. So that, that I think I'm quite excited about that. Well, I, I, I'm going back on my word. I am very excited about The Lost City of Z. I definitely want to see it, but I just overall weighing them up i think colossal might be the one for me i'm leaving to japan on thursday so you know i'm not <laughs> gonna get to see those <laughs> yep um, okay but maybe the lost city of z i think okay yeah okay oh. yeah see you could have both gone together now you can't because right. she's gonna be going to see colossal all right well, so, be like that another time uh, uh add the blues <laughs> i would uh i'm most excited to be checking out shut in but i'm gonna uh, recommend rogue one it's got a whole bunch of interesting uh featurettes on it which exists. <laughs> which exists. <laughs> and all of you is going to chime in which 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 Blu-ray exist. you'd be, be picking up, which you're obviously not going to be picking up because <laughs> you don't collect Blu-rays. <laughs> I maybe I should. Do no, no, not many do people do these days. So I know. Collect yeah. Blu-rays. Yeah, it's it's just, it's just me. Just white. Yeah. Just me. I'm keeping it going. Uh, and ukulele. There you go. That's the game. It's the game of the week. No conversations. Uh, very quickly through the box office. At number 20 this week, Lion. At number 19, The Belco Experiment. Number 18, T2, Train Spotting. Number 17, Hidden Figures. Number 16, Gifted. Hidden Figures. 15, The Shack. 14, Chips. 13, Your Name. Still in there. That's pretty impressive. Camera Shida. 12, <laughs> Life. 11, The Zookeeper's Wife. 10, The Case for Christ. 9, Get Out. 
Eight. Don't be so rude. Logan. Uh, I keep giving you salt lens. Seven, Kong, Skull Island. Six, Power Rangers. Five, Ghost in a Shell. Four, Going in Style. Three, Smurfs, The Lost Village. And the top two films, Beauty and the Beast, the number two. And The Boss Baby, the number one. I'm Why The you. Boss Baby? Because the posters make him look like Trump. Is that what it is? I think? don't know. Man. CGI films do really well, though. They always do well. Is this school holiday? Ooh, Easter holiday coming up. Yeah. Coming up. Maybe, maybe. it's just beginning. Maybe. For some schools. Maybe. How long? I wonder how long more Beauty and the Beast is going to be out for. Just stop, be stop talking about Beauty and the Beast. I think we can all say that it's you and I are going to go to the cinema it's this week. It's already finished. So what? Has it? Can't. Yeah, it's <gasps> done. No, it hasn't. That's a lie. And I almost believed you because I'm so gullible. <laughs> God dang, I've got to stop being like that. Okay, we're going to go and see it together. This week or next. So oh, if you see him raw, then okay, that's fine. We should we got a double bill. Because those two back-to-back would be amazing. Which one first? <laughs> because of you the sunshine, I might the... bring my sunglasses in. Well, you want Tamara's the most horrible film first. Yeah. So then the second one's a palate cleanser. Okay. So we're going to watch Beauty and the Beast and then Raw. Oh, <laughs> clever, clever. Good one. Um... So I was worried well, because and was, you used the sense of palate cleanser. There you go. Thank palette you. Cleanser. Bestiality or the <laughs> caverism? Which one do you choose? I would. Yeah, oh. that's a good point. That's a good point. Um, I was worried that we weren't going to have much news this week because uh, we didn't. So I thought we might have a very short podcast. So I made a quick topic to talk through. Okay. Well, we've actually done a fair amount, but I feel we can still run through this very quickly. Okay. Because yeah. it ties in with. What have you got? A theme this week. What have you got for us? theme i love a theme well the theme is we talked about ghost of shell earlier mm-hmm. the live action film came out you and i reviewed it tamro on mm-hmm. this very podcast last week mm-hmm. ghost in the shower sorry that's just <laughs> every time you say it i just think ghost in the shower i sound so misinformed i am so misinformed but <laughs> you like, will be disappointed if you go see that film i'll literally i'll go into go into uh, work tomorrow like, i don't know <laughs> although scarlett hans is basically naked yeah well you know excellent um, but so I go into work tomorrow and be like, hey, I've learned all about films. Have you seen Ghost in the Shower? It's a great one, you know. <laughs> uh, Ghost, in Shell didn't, Ghost in the Shower did not do well. Oh. Surprise, surprise. Surprisingly, it is bombed. Oh, um, wow. And people are saying it's going to be one of the biggest flops of the year. It had a budget of $110 million, uh, before mar- marketing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it made $31 million back domestic in America. Um, but it's wow. made 92 million foreign, but that's mostly China because it does have China money and China stars in it who do nothing, <laughs> nothing at all. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But it's already lost. I think it was, um, I've got the figure down here. No, it wasn't. I wonder releases. why this happened. Because it's not a good movie. Uh, it's well, lost potentially 60 million already. 60 um, million. Wow. I say already they could make that up, but they're not going to. Um, wow. And it got me thinking. Mm-hmm. Box office flops. Yes. Tamron. Mm-hmm. So in front of me, I have a list of, and I don't want you guys to look at it, because mm-hmm. I have a list of the top 15 box office flops in history. Um, now, Ooh. there are a few factors that do change this. Mm-hmm. Inflation, yeah. to, but luckily most of them are pretty modern. Mm-hmm. So inflation hasn't become too much factor. The big thing that does make this a little bit subjective is we don't, most of the time, they don't like to tell you how much marketing costs. And how much mm. distribution costs. Yeah, true. Because they're the two big factors. As a general rule in film, for people who don't know, you can take your budget and double it for marketing and distribution. Um, so for a lot of these big movies, you're like spending $150 million on a movie. It will be at least $100 million on mm-hmm. everything else that goes in to get that movie out there. In this list that I'm about to go through, I'll say the budget, but that won't be including the marketing. 
unless I specifically say because of the number mm-hmm. was released. So you can add on most of these like another hundred million. My okay. goodness! Wow. Um, at least. Also, a lot of feature productions try to keep the budget sound like smaller. Exactly. When they're actually using a lot more. Yeah. Spending exactly. a lot more. But that said, even though the order of these may not be quite right, these are definitely probably like the 15 the biggest, biggest flops. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so what I'm interested in, just going through this, but like if there's anything on this list that we feel should be rescued, really. Okay. Like anything like, mm. for starters, have you seen any of these movies? And do, <laughs> did you enjoy them? Did you no, feel no, like you this look doesn't at me deserve? Like, hey, no, you okay. mean. <laughs> because for me, like Ghost in the Shell, whether or not it deserves to be on this list, is a matter. Mm-hmm. I don't think it will break into this list. It's not that big a flop. Um, but yeah, I don't think it really deserves that much. I don't think it was a great film. I mean, what's interesting about this is that it's not just about w- whether the film is good or bad, whether they were s- they made the film t- p- proportionate to how well it might do. Mm. Right. You yeah. know, so it's down to the producers or the investors what they planned for and how that turned out. Mm. Yeah. That's where the key is. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to run through in reverse order, obviously, starting from 15. 15 was a little film called Jupiter Ascending. Oh, yeah. Remember this movie? Oh, yeah. Came out just a couple of years ago, I think. Uh, Directed by the Wachowski brothers of Mm -hmm. Matrix. Mm -hmm. Starring Mila Kunis, Channing Tatum, Sean Bean, Eddie Redmayne. In a really ridiculous role. Had a $176 million budget before marketing. Um, It made $47 million domestic and about $136 foreign. It estimated to have lost Warner Brothers about $80 million. Oh my goodness. Wow. God. And this is when people are talking about these big movies mm-hmm. and how greedy studios get. It's like, for a different studio, that could close you a couple of those movies. You get a few of yeah. those in a row, yeah. you're That's shutting it. your doors. Yeah, exactly. Like, yes. these, these studios seem so irremovable, but they're not. Like, they're not. They, uh, Evan Almighty is number 14, the sequel to Bruce Almighty. The Jim Carrey ah. film. And the sequel was with Steve Carell. I didn't even know that existed. Oh, yes, I, I did. I didn't, didn't know that existed. No. <laughs> this film cost $175 million, uh without marketing. 175 wow, It made $173 uh, worldwide, but it estimated to lose about $88 million because of marketing and things like that. Oh, okay. Um, it was a lot of money for a comedy. So at the time, it was the most expensive comedy I've ever made. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, for a comedy, like why would it need yeah. that much? And... Bruce Almighty was good, but it didn't do that well, did it? It wasn't no. like miraculously. No. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Uh, well, no, hang on. Did Bruce Almighty? I don't know. I'll be honest. I do remember reading a weird fact about that film, and maybe that was really? it. it. Made a ton of money. Maybe. Um, mm. Because it had a whole thing to do with God as well in it, which was yeah. kind of strange. I think maybe the messaging was quite religious. And, uh, Green Lantern is a number 13, our first comic mm-hmm. book movie, starring Brian Reynolds, Blake Lively, Angela Bassett, Peter Sarsgaard. Uh, cost $200 million without marketing. Oh my Purported to have needed to have grossed over $500 million to have been worth their while. Um, so they must have spent another $200 million on marketing and distribution and stuff like that. How did it not? It made $219 million worldwide. So it made actually a decent mm. profit. Oh, not profit, but it made a decent um, amount. amount. But not enough for them oh, to... Like, they, made, they lost a lot of money on that movie. Yeah. Um, oh, wow. What are you looking at? Bruce Almighty. What did it make? $81 million is the budget. Yep. 
and gross was 459 million oh. worldwide. Wow. Oh my goodness. And 243 for US. See, these are so decisions. That is why they made yeah. sequel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but these are decisions made by calculators. It's like, yeah. oh, we got that return. Mm-hmm. Fine, let's put in more money in the sequel. 175 million, we'll get a bigger return. It's like, no, mm-hmm. there's a cap on how many people will see your movie. And as everyone knows, sequels make less money. That's mm. the general golden rule. Wow, I didn't know. Like always spend less money on your money. sequel. Why do people always wow. spend more money on a sequel? I don't get yeah. it. I agree. Stupid because stuff. you can. Yeah, but it's a bad business decision. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bad business decision. Actually, have the, the simple yeah. the simple aims, perhaps. The simple aims of the... The only way it's excusable is something like Paranormal Activity, where it costs 15000 for the first film. And then they spend like a million on the other ones. You yes, know? It's like course. that's okay because you're still making eighty-four million. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. You're... Somehow it's working out well. Yeah, horror movies the only way to make money. Uh, Pan is at number twelve. Who remembers this? Ah, uh, yeah, film? yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I love With that Hugh film. Jackman and Rooney Mara. You've seen this one? Yes. So how we've got the first cut? I haven't seen any of these other movies yet. No, I've seen Green Lantern. I have seen Green. I Lantern. think I've yeah, seen yeah, Green. Yeah, me too. I think. Oh, no, I haven't. Okay. Mm. Yeah, but you've seen Pan. I've never seen Pan. Yes, I You liked that. it? Yeah, very much. There you go. Mm. There you go. Uh, I don't have all the figures for this one, weirdly. They're hard to dig up, but it is in, in these lists. It, it did cost $150 million to make, and I know it made $35 million back domestic. Really? Um, oh, that is quite yeah. low. Yeah. Um, number 11 was a film called The Alamo, which I only vaguely have heard of, with Dennis Quaid. Oh, yes. Billy Bob Thornton, Jason Patrick. Do you remember Jason Patrick? No, that I'm sorry hmm. to say. There you go, poor guy. Uh, that film, um, <laughs> I don't even see what's coming up. That film, $107 million budget, made $30 million domestic, $26 million foreign. And uh, that's still number 11. Yeah, that's 11. God. Lost them about 20, sorry, $94 million. Oh my goodness. Can you imagine losing $94 million? Can you imagine being that director or that producer who convinced to make that movie and you lost $94 million? Is this after? This is obviously after they've all been paid, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So everybody's gotten their fair share. Well, and it's just that there's no profit. I mean, they've all been they get paid, but the money will come out of the studio because these are big yes, studio movies. Yes, yeah. But I've just also there's the um, recession period. Mm-hmm. That was the, would that affect like the ticket f- sales or yeah the films that were made before and released just after is gonna automatically struggle you mean just less people are going to yeah the yeah i mean that's a factor I like there was definitely a period when less people a were lot going. of those are in that sort of year probably yeah maybe I maybe, maybe uh the adventures of pluto nash is at number 10 with eddie murphy randy quaid again oh no it was dennis quaid before family <laughs> members rosario dawson john cleese louise guzman hundred million dollar budget here we go you ready for this one hundred million dollar budget before marketing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's opening weekend. It made two million. Worldwide, it ended up making seven million. Oh, what? Oh, what? So what number is this? Four marketing number, number 10. ten. Which oh. doesn't quite that, but that figure doesn't quite work out for me with some of the other figures coming up. But I'm presuming whoever wrote this um, thing is smarter than me, and mm. they understand what's going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. Oh my um, god! Oh my god! That is okay. That's pretty bad. Terrifying. We're gonna try. We're gonna get through this, and we're gonna try and get the last one before I reveal it. Okay. Number nine, stealth. Starring Josh Lucas, Jessica Biel, Joe Morton. I think that stars because it's interesting to know how big these films sound yes. like they should have been. Yeah, 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 true. Uh, $135 million budget made $76 million worldwide. Again, before the marketing, that 135 So probably like, well, I would say about mm, $200 million, maybe more. 
that's a, that's a fucking ton of money. Yeah. Maybe we've lost them 125 million or something. I don't even vaguely remember that film existing. No. Number no. nine, a personal favorite of mine that I have seen, and it's a cheesy piece of shit, and I think it's hilarious. <laughs> it's uh. Sahara. Do you remember this movie? The Indiana Jones-style movie starring Matthew McConaughey before he became cool again. Steve oh. Zahn and Penelope Cruz. Oh, I think I actually have seen this. Yeah, really, I think I really liked it. Really fun. They get together Dumb in the end. Fun. Penelope Cruz and Matthew McConaughey. Oh, of course, they, of course they did. I'm sure yeah. it was like, I'm sure <laughs> there was a little film. threesome between <laughs> all of them. $130 million budget. It did make $110 million worldwide, but its marketing was huge on this one. Mm. Um, so it lost... Uh, I would. I mean, from the averages we're going by, and we're asking me to do math in my head, we're talking about 120, 130 million dollars. My God, it's just extraordinary, isn't it? Yep, these are monies that could be used, you know, to, to make save several films, to, <laughs> to save several. or just you know cure AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, yeah, yes. that's uh, another way of using it. Yeah. Absolutely. Number seven is Jack the Giant Slayer. Um, oh, really? Yeah, starring Nicholas Holt, Eleanor Tomlinson, Stanley Tucci, Bill Nye, Ewan McGregor. Directed by a dear old friend, what's it called? Brian Singer, uh, director of Usual Suspects and all the good and shitty X Men films. Hmm. Uh, made for 185 million budget. Now, this is where the figures get weird because we know it cost 185 million without marketing. We know it made 197 million worldwide. So you think, oh, okay, not great. Like it only made less than 10 million, but it lost, we know, $125 million roughly. Um, so the marketing on that must have been, yeah, another mm -hmm. $125 million, basically. Mm -hmm. Number six is RIPD. No one remember this? Like the Men in Black oh, weird ripoff hey. with Ren uh, Ryan Reynolds, Jeff Bridges, Mary Louise Parker. Uh, I always read it as ripped. <laughs> oh, ripped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Clever. It was I the something, you something. Police department. That would cost $130 million budget and it made $78 million worldwide. Um, number, okay, we're in top five biggest flops okay. of all time. And they're all other than one pretty recent number five is the lone ranger oh really with johnny depp and army hammer it cost and this one we know the marketing costs so if you want to know how much oh, a movie wow. really costs like this put out the lone ranger cost 375 million dollars oh my gosh so you can imagine that must have been 180 maybe to make it and then the same again pretty much on top to put it out there it made 260 million worldwide it estimated a loss of 150 million dollars for disney oh my god a lot of money you're going to see disney's name again in a minute all right the idea that maybe people lose their jobs when this happens well they don't get another job again that's because that's the thing they're freelance a lot of these people aren't they so it's like well so really they could they might not work necessarily for this well you said it but that director lone ranger was gore verbinski wasn't it tamara I'm just looking it up. If you could check that for me, that would be grand. Number four. Now, this is one everyone knows. So when I say biggest flops of all time, a lot of people say classic films like Waterworld, mm. Postman. They're not on this list. What do you think is one of the most recent big flops that everyone used to talk about? It was a big deal when it came out. Go over. Go over. Confirmed. Oh, it's Gore Verbinski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Yeah, so Gore Verbinski is a—he's a great director, and he's still working fine. <laughs> I just thought you were trying to guess the film. I was like, Tan Rose. <laughs> is that the name is of that, the film, or is that a cocktail? <laughs> or did you just make up? Work? Come on, you didn't. <laughs> uh, I am talking about John Carter, the film that people love to cite as one of the biggest flops in movie history. 
Uh, does anyone remember this movie? Nope. Don't remember, remember John Carter? John Carter. Now, for starters, when they were bringing it out, people were like, how, why do you, how can you bring out a movie called John Carter? <laughs> I mean, now with John Wick, it kind of makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Um, but look at this poster. Do you not remember this movie? I do not remember this at all. It's a guy who looks like He-Man, basically, <laughs> oh, on yes. a planet of aliens. Oh, he's the guy from... Yes, I remember. He played Gambit in the X-Men movies. And he's the guy from the uh, Saturday Night Lights. He's got wonderful hair. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So shiny. But he's literally, he's got the He-Man strap. <laughs> All right, you're really just talking about his hair. <laughs> <laughs> look at the pecs you have to look at. Uh, that's the film people love to talk about as as the biggest flops of all time. You're going to have to keep your head back over there so you of don't course, skip sorry. ahead. Uh, $350 million budget. Wait for it. With an additional $100 million in marketing. It made two hundred eighty-four million worldwide. Estimated lost one hundred and fifty million dollars oh, for Disney. It's just so disappointing. That's for Disney again. So that's two in a row for Disney. That's three hundred million dollars they've lost there. What, what what years were these? Wow. Like Lone Ranger and John Carter were pretty much the same year, weren't they? Oh my goodness. Um, hang on, let me check. Because no, there was a uh, point. Tom Carter was not Tom Carter. <laughs> John Carter was Tom Carter. T- twenty twelve. Twenty twelve, and Lone Ranger. Uh, on, I'm looking up right now was 2013 okay so, so this yeah. was that point where disney were looking like they were going to close their doors and then they ended up buying marvel at this time they kind of just went all in mm, they bought mm, or was it star mm. wars which way around but it just bought marvel and star wars at the same time pretty much because uh, they were like hemorrhaging money hemorrhaging mm. um okay the last three here's an oldie the 13th warrior starring antonio banderas omar sharif and diane venora uh, this one didn't have as big uh, a budget. It was 160 million dollars with marketing. Sounds almost but, uh, reasonable. <laughs> only made 60 million worldwide. Mm. Um, and then our final two films. I guess that was also like. Do you think the marketing cost is getting bigger and bigger? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Because yeah, there's it? more things to cover now as well with internet. So yeah. 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 More platforms. You heard of them? The World Wide Web's. <laughs> uh, is that a movie? <laughs> yes. Uh, number two biggest flops of all time. Who remembers this family animated movie from only a few years ago? Mars Needs Mums. Or Moms, if you're America. Mars what? Needs Moms. You don't remember here? Mars Needs I Moms. I do not remember I don't that. I remember that at all. Let me get the picture for you. Because <laughs> this film, I couldn't believe when I first heard this film was coming out. It's like just some of the dumbest titles. You're like, well, yeah, obviously that's not going to do well. Um, it was coming from Zemeckis's animation house. Um, the guy who directed Robert Zemeckis directed Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he produces animated films like The Polar Express and kind of creepy ones. Mars needs moms. Um, yeah, it was this. Like, who, who can forget any of these iconic characters? Oh, my gosh. How, how did yep, they that get... movie existed. Um, so that movie cost them $150 million, uh, budget. It starred, sorry, it had Seth Green, John Cusack, Mindy Sterling, Dan Fogler. 150 million budget. It made them 39 million. And 150 oh, was wow. before you get into marketing. So it was probably oh, like 250. Wow. And it made them 39 million dollars. Oh my goodness. Wow, that's incredible. So that's like nearly 200 million dollar loss probably. Oh, oh. And that was also for Disney. So out of uh, the top five, three of them. So hard Disney, 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 Disney. The director is the guy who did Kung Fu Panda. Kung Fu Panda was good. Yeah. And Shrek. Shrek's. Oh, I see. Uh, Shrek. Fantastic Shrek. Film. No, he, he didn't direct it. Sorry. But he did direct Kung Fu Panda. Story. No. He, well, what? <laughs> good info. 
No, he didn't direct Kung Fu Panda, but he was involved in it. Okay. Uh, so he did good work for DreamWorks and just went to fuck up Disney. <laughs> so he hasn't directed since Mars Need Mums. That's not a surprise. <gasps> no. Because he was also the writer. And that oh, film God, was in 2011. So Disney had a three years in a row of massive, massive flops. The the last film he directed before the Mars Needs Mums was The Time Machine. Oh, that oh, was that with, was with um. Oh, what's his name? The guy from Memento. Um, yeah, no, yeah, with Guy yeah. Pierce. With Guy Pierce, that was two thousand two. That was a long time ago. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of the Timekeeper or something else. You think of Doctor Who? <laughs> no, well, maybe. <laughs> Tamara was in Doctor Who. Really? Yes, I am. In a Christmas it's episode. Exciting. I'm just curious how they could raise 150 million for this movie it's an anime movie and like the anime movies make tons of money they're almost as good when the writer is also the director which and they this guy hasn't done that before and it doesn't have that much of a big names on the cast yeah it's like how well tamara so as you said this director hasn't done anything else since this our number one biggest flop the director also has not done anything since the film. What? Now, at the beginning oh, of this wow. list, I said, is there any films on here that you guys um, have seen? We've seen maybe three, mm-hmm. maybe four. Yeah. Come mm-hmm. I should have also said, Ooh. are there any films on the list that you've been in? I knew this was going to be one, I knew that. Well. I knew. What? Like, when you, did, <laughs> when you brought up this topic, I knew this is going to come up, and it didn't. So I was like, huh, so it was better than the 15. Was the nice. number one what? biggest flop is 47 Ronin <sighs> starring Keanu Reeves and friends of podcasts like Tanro Chida and oh, Haruka Abe Tanro it's not my fault <laughs> no. don't say it like that sure it's not your so that was almost accused of like Tanro what were you doing not at all it cost oh. 175 million dollars um, that's been admitted to um, yeah I know f- I've heard many rumors that it costs more. Cost more yeah. yeah, I've heard rumors as well that it yeah. costs more. Um, I don't listen to idle gossip. <laughs> <laughs> what about proactive gossip? Huh. Um, <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> but that's, yeah, obviously before marketing. So even with marketing on a movie like this, you're talking about pushing it way past 320. And they did quite a lot of marketing. It's a lot of marketing yeah. in this movie. So it's definitely over 300. I know I read stats of they needed to make over 500 million back in mm-hmm. order to make it worthwhile. Domestic in America, they made $38 million. Combined? Um, in domestic, that's in oh, America. Oh, in domestic. Foreign, 113. So they ended up making $150 million, something like that. Um, and yeah, technically the biggest flop of all time. And here's, here's what I'd say about the films on this list that I have seen. Green Lantern, bad film. Yep. Pan, I even liked it. If it's the film, I think it is. Um, Sahara... I'm sure. It's a fun, dumb movie. Uh, John Carter, I'm a big apologist for. I think it's a lot of dumb fun. Um, and 47 Ronin, I enjoy 47 Ronin. I don't know how it gets to be no, the it's, biggest one. It's the how much they... Sp- yeah, it's just it, the sheer... And that's what I mean. It's the size of the budget. That's mm-hmm. just too big. That's what I mean with these films. Yeah. There is a point where you shouldn't be spending $300 million on a film mm. with marketing. It's just mm. so astronomical. Mm. And if you're going to do that... If I was running any of these studios, it's like, are you Marvel? Are you Star Wars? Pan. Oh, I've just typed in pan. She typed in pan. And guess what came up on my Google? <laughs> pans. Some sauce pans. Frying pans. No, I, my first thing would be to them, are you Marvel? 
are you souls? If not, then guess what? You're not going to make back a billion dollars like mm. we need you to. All right, what's Ridley Scott? Oh, with 47? Was he really? Wow. Well, Ridley Scott's daughter and her boyfriend. Okay, so Scott Murray. Oh, I haven't seen Pan, actually. This is not... Oh. I was actually thinking of the Peter Pan film. This is you a know, Peter Pan know, film. N- yes, yes. Uh, yes, it is, but it's, it's not... It's not... No, mm, yeah. I was thinking of Hook. Uh, oh, you think of Hook? No, I was Spielberg. like, what? It was a fantastic film. How did it not make <laughs> Rufio, money? Rufio. Rufio. <laughs> we worked with Rufio's brother on my film Geeks. Exciting. Um, yeah, the girls got very excited, but I was like, Who, who's this guy? <laughs> um... Yeah, I just, I don't understand when you're spending that much money. There's an yeah. arrogance with that, which is just dumb. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, politics. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But for me, it's like, yeah, I, uh, you've got to be so sure you're going to make it. If, you if you're launching a film, you're like, oh, we need to make 500 million on this, which is what a lot of the statements were. It's like, well, you're crazy. Mm. You're crazy. You have to be gold. Like, I you mean, have to be that rare, I rare exception. Don't, I'm pretty sure it's no secret, so I just said. Uh, are you, how, wait, are you sure? I don't want you to say anything on this podcast. No, no, no. In trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of reshoot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was public. A yeah. lot of reshoot. Yeah. As in, you can probably make another movie. Yeah. Fully Sam Ronan was kind of like yeah. Waterworld, where they had to reshoot a large portion of yeah. like a majority of the movie. Yeah. Which, which is expensive. Which will cost, of yeah. course. Yeah. yeah. So, like, potentially that was one where yeah. they just got themselves in a the hole. I think yeah. they had to the troubleshooting. They had to do more shoots. You're t- pouring on more money. There's like, we've got to make this back. So, we've got to pour more into marketing. Yeah. You just got to double down or get out. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Gosh, it must have been so stressful. Sometimes Maybe you just, just get out. Mm. You know? mm. but when you say get out, though, what just fold? Just just say no. Well, yeah, they or? do. They shelve them sometimes, and then they wait until either it's a less painful hit for them that year uh, financially. Because it's not just about that film yes. or how much it costs your company. It's about what your shareholders expect on a yearly mm-hmm. basis. Yes. So yes. if you're like Disney and you have three years of annual massive flops, they cause the trouble with these shareholders. Yeah. And um, it is still better to release it than just finish it right yeah well not I mean, finished like pull out it depends yeah it depends there are definitely films that have been shelved um some of them are shelved strategically like red dawn where they know um chris hemsworth was on a career uh-huh. trajectory with thor uh-huh. so they just sat on that movie for a few years yeah that they do quite often yeah um but like another ones is just just get it out and put it out like there's a lot of films you'll see if you go to itunes and you see the movies coming out because yeah they spent a bunch of money mm-hmm. not as much as we're talking about here yeah, yeah. but they spent a bunch of money to get good stars in guess what the movie didn't turn out as good as they'd hoped mm-hmm. they did screenings of it did festivals mm-hmm. just put it on iTunes why bother spending the money the on marketing the marketing yeah exactly yeah, just put it on iTunes or put it on a Netflix yeah. or whatever yeah, yeah. Um, and they'll you know gradually make back their money it's just a slower thing Hollywood's just too like Hollywood's get scared if it's opening weekend isn't massive so like they must have believed those ones believed that they can open big make it work if they spend a, a lot of money on yeah. marketing because mm. because generally yeah. as a rule that is the rule you know it, but it does go wrong yeah. but the rule is you put enough posters in people's faces of anything uh-huh. of this artist you're meant mm. to be listening to now this movie you're meant to go to and people will just go and see it because it's just in everyone's specifically head. with 47 running there was already a lot of bad sort of rumors around it before the release yeah. So the marketing didn't really. What with you know. what with all to do with all of this, or did just, just trouble, yeah. trouble uh, you. Yeah, yeah. So it had like a negative kind of connotation. Connotation. It's a stylish film. Is, I mean, yeah. it's 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 you know. I'm sorry that I haven't seen it yet, Tanro. <laughs> I will though. <sighs> so behind, so behind with the viewing, <sighs> but I'll get there. I wasn't one of the forty-seven. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> 48 just running in the back. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> you do. You do. <laughs> that would be so funny. <laughs> just right behind Tanner Reeves. And <laughs> Brilliant. Um, yeah. There you go. Anyway, All right. Thought that'd be interesting. Well, um, I still can't believe it. that's the number one. Wow. Well, according, I mean, obviously Great. subjective. <laughs> different websites Great. had slightly different orders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may have picked that one because you. <laughs> your Thank you. Well, well, very thoughtful. <laughs> um, so. Before we uh, head off out of here, I did say very quickly I was going to reveal what our next horror podcast oh, is going to be. Oh, we need to do the guessing. Oh, yeah. All right. Yes. We did forget very quickly just to guess Yeah. Uh, which the top uh, three films in the box office is going to be. So at the moment, the box office is Smurfs at number three, Beauty and the Beast at number two, The Boss Baby at number one. You can see the change in how much they're making each week. Ooh. I don't think any of the new ones gonna. Wait. Oh wait, Fast you got and Fate Furious. and the Furious, yeah. Lost City of Zed, Colossal, and Gifted. I'm gonna come right out of the bat and say the only one of those touching the top three is the Fate and the Furious, and that's gonna go straight to number one. I agree. I um, don't understand these stats. I'm sorry. When it says percentage <laughs> change, I... uh, since last week. But so, it says minus forty-seven. Yeah, minus? it's gone. Oh well, maybe maybe it's gone. Oh. No, it's gone minus. It's gone minus 47% oh. from what it made last week. Oh, oh yes, of course. So it's not making as much as it which made last normal. week, which makes perfect yeah, sense, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, so like the total gross is there. Like the total gross for Beauty and the Beast right now is 432 million. But last weekend it made It's 25. Easter holiday, guys. That's true. It's Easter holiday. Yeah. That's a good fa- factor you have to consider. Yeah, Boss Baby and Beauty and the Beast are good family films. Faith Furious is good for a degree, but not as low, obviously. Yeah. I still say Fate and Furious is number one. I think it's literally a shift. I think Fate and Furious... Beauty and the Beast is total gross 432 million. Kind yeah. of like what I just said. Sorry, you, but it's literally <laughs> more like, than anything else on the entire list. Yep, yep, yep. Having Many films put together. Yep. That's extraordinary. Having talked about those ones who didn't do well at all. Like yes, it's, yes. It's doing it is extraordinary. Right. Yes. And do you know what yeah. that's telling Disney? Don't make new properties mm. like john carter just stick to what you remakes. know no, no it's just stick fucking shot for shot remake your old films <laughs> but you know i mean it, it works it works that's and what you're telling like, them because people because these are classic tales yeah and it still is a fucking classic tale just go watch the original yeah. brilliant genius animated movie from are you talking about the ghost in the show now yes <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah i'm saying fast fear is number one uh, Beauty and the Beast is only a million off, really, of where Boss Baby is right now. And I see Beauty and the Beast maybe going back up again over the Easter holiday. Um, so I'm actually going to be ballsy. I'm going to say Fast and Furious number one, Boss Baby number three, Beauty and the Beast number two still. Sticking. I'd say Fast and Furious, then Beauty and the Beast, then the Boss Baby. Me too. I second yeah. Tanro. Yeah. We all said the same thing. Oh, we all said the same thing. Yes, no, 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 no. Yeah, that's what I said. I just put. I just went from one to three to two because I'm, okay. I'm weird like that. <laughs> Um, so yeah, before we go, I was just going to say what we're working on next with the Nightmare on Elm Street. Why did you just do one to three? To three? I don't know, I'm weird, dude. Uh, <laughs> I was going with the ones that were, I don't know, I'm drunk. It's late. Uh, so, every, let me get my little schedule up right here so I can tell everyone what is happening with our podcast. How exciting. I'm biding time right now. This is the wrong laptop, so I'm just going to freestyle. Every Tuesday, this podcast will go up. If you head over to iTunes and type in We Are Geeks, you can subscribe to us. And right now, you're going to get every podcast that we're doing. Uh, but that will be separated up soon. We'll keep you informed as to when they're going to be in their own little sections. Uh, every Wednesday. Bless you. Bless you. And again. Bless you, bless you. you. 
Sorry, apologies. Um, I believe it's every Wednesday that we have Adrian's podcast, uh, Hollywood and Wine, where they whine about things going on in the industry. It's a uh, different style of podcast. Now, do they drink wine during this podcast? Confirmed. Okay. Excellent. That's in- great. Okay, that's what I'll <laughs> be like doing when I get to LA then. There you go. Yeah. I won't be in, in, engaging in the chat. I'll just be drinking the wine. And wine. Um, then every Friday we have our horror podcast that's going up and Nightmare on Elm Street is the series we're going through right now week by week I think we're on episode 5 going up this week um, so we're going all the way through to that and then we have a nice little roundup at the end just me and Alex um, do you chatting. include sound effects? He did, yeah, yeah Alex does quite a lot of sound effects <laughs> um, but after that what do we do next? Now, I was hoping to be doing maybe Halloween next, um, but Halloween's quite a big media one that I want to do with some of the guys mm. back in LA. But we should do it in season. Yeah, that's true. I yeah. was thinking of doing yeah. that in LA to lead up into October. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're going to do that when I get back there. What we're actually going to be doing after Nightmare on Elm Street is something a little bit different. Um, we're going to be doing new French extremism. And I said, what the hell is that? Yeah. Uh, so it's a genre of horror movie. Imagine if I just interrupted and went, well, actually, it's a genre of horror movie. That <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> I haven't gone anything else right this evening, but I know about this. <laughs> I would be shocked yes. if you've ever seen a new French extremism. Yes. Um, yeah, so they came around really in about 2000. Um, mm-hmm. And some would argue that after 2010, mm-hmm. it became a different genre. It's okay. not called new French extremism. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to be covering this with my dear friend Thomas McCann, who actually started this very podcast with me uh, back when it was called Movie it Moments. It was, wasn't it? Many, many, yeah. many years ago. Movie and Moment. That's wonderful. Movie Moments. Oh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. We didn't go for the, the wonderful. Movie Moments. I'm like, um, Movie Moments. That's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> moments in movies. <laughs> oh, you're out. You're not I'm back I'm never going to do one of these again, am I? <laughs> Uh, you can go to Movie Murmurs and check out our old podcast. We covered the Fast and Furious films up to number four, I think, at that point, and uh, some other things. I think Christopher Nolan or something. Um, anyway, he's going to be joining me for this because he's really into new French extremism. Um, so, and uh, we're going to get a third person in, but I'm not sure who. Okay. Are you going to have lots of like French cheese and like French? Yeah, wine we'll be <laughs> drinking and eating. Sausage and <laughs> baguette and croissant. Um, it's saucisson. Am I right? Am I yes. Right? Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? <laughs> Um, uh, you have to go extreme with it. Yeah, so yeah. what does the extreme mean, Tamro? It means really fucking nasty. <laughs> so the new French extremism... Uh, is stinky cheese. It's... Oh, Jesus. <laughs> this podcast never going <laughs> It covers a lot of stuff, actually. Ostensibly, it was a movement in, in France uh, that had some ties to polit- politics, which we're kind of looking into right now. Yeah, I kind of guessed it might be to do with the EU, but I'm not sure. We'll get into it yeah. um, in the show. Um but it had a lot just to do with the reaction to cinema. Um, and it was art house films that really went off the rails in terms of the violence and the sex that they were depicting. Uh, films like Irreversible is actually part of it, um, which is probably one of the most famous ones. But also films like uh, High Tension, also known as Switchblade Romance here in the UK. Uh, films like Inside, Martyrs. Uh, we're going to be concentrating just on the horror genre specific ones, of which the majority of people would think of New French extremism, but there were a lot of sex ones like Polex and mm. films like that as well, okay. uh, which are very miserable, beautiful art house films. Is that going to be the Geeks Midnight podcast version? The sex ones? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another podcast just for the sexy films. There needs to be a jingle for that, like... No. Oh, uh, you know. uh, uh, no, I was no, going to do it. I wanted to see what happened, what came out. <laughs> <laughs> is that your sexy jingle? Yeah. Like a okay, cat we've, being castrated. We've recorded that so we can use it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes, I'm serious. That should be 
Okay, I'll do it right now. Mew, 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 mew. And you're saying that there are two reasons why you picked this? Genre? Yeah, I don't remember. <laughs> Come on. Once that well, Tom suggested it. Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. I have a list of series that we want to get to. And I knew I was in England running for a temporary amount of time. I love Tom. Being on a podcast is a lot of fun. We get into proper arguments about stuff because mm-hmm. we have some very different opinions on things. Um, and I said to him, if I was doing a podcast series, would you be interested in anything? He mm-hmm. said, I would do it if it was New French Extremism. And I think he <laughs> was kind of joking. So I went away and thought about it, did some more research to make sure I knew which movies yeah, we were yeah, talking yeah. about because I wasn't sure how far that went out. And then I found, no, you know what? There's like 10 or 11 essential mm-hmm. French and we're not going to deal with the Belgium stuff, even though that is in French, just the French horror. Um, and Raw was coming out right now. That was the second um, reason. Yeah, that was the second yeah. reason. So Raw, is, it is a Belgian film, so we won't be covering that in this series, but I will be reviewing Raw separately. Raw has been out in the US for a while now, right? A little while, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Has, yeah. Al and I are going to go and see Raw go before we go and see Beauty and the Beast. It's going to be a double day of <laughs> No, viewing. it's the other way around. Oh, no, Beauty and the Beast Raw first. Raw is the palette cleanser to be. Oh, come on. <laughs> um, but yes, so please uh, keep tuned because we will be discussing a lot of very nasty movies some of which you'll heard of some of which you may never have seen um but i can tell you that there's a lot to talk about with those films and there's a lot to discover with them uh but until then until then just go to itunes go to youtube type in we are geeks um that is our podcast name yeah we are tessellate is our company name is that correct hammer we are you, you sure about that we are <laughs> we can confirm we are tessellate as usual i'm sure two s's two l's as usual uh, on our website, you can branch out to all our social medias where we're, we are Tessellate on all of those medias. Um, you can also watch some of our short films. You can watch some of our, you can listen to our music um, mm. because we are a production company run out of Tokyo, run out of London, run out of LA. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of that place? La La Land. La La Land. Mm-mm. Well, you're heading next. Mm-hmm. Tamara's just in the constant cycle between those three places. Yes. Um, and we really appreciate your support. So if you can go on iTunes and type in We Are Geeks and subscribe, leave a comment, uh, leave a star rating. Um, and I know you're listening right now and you're not going to do that so don't worry about it but if you could it would be really really nice thank you Um, I'm your host Al White I'm Mr. Al White on all the social medias and also on video game consoles so if you want to hang out and play some Wildlands with me uh, then send me a message and I'll probably never see it but give it a try Mr. Al White (laughs) Tamara just Tamara Ishida T-A-N-R-O-H-I-S-H-I-D-A can you change it to the usual Tamro Ishida? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should. Uh, you can find me probably on Twitter and Instagram. That's where you hang out? Yeah, usually. In the shadows. Yeah. Avenal Wallace. <laughs> yes. Avenal Levine. Avenal Law. Um, Miss Avena Wallace. Avena spelled A-V-E-N-A on... Oh no, I was about to say Miss Avena on Twitter. No, it's just Miss Avena Wallace on Twitter and Instagram if you should so want to follow me. And you are so beautifully sleepy right now i'm getting sleepy look at your heavy eyes you ate yeah you, we didn't even get a chance to talk about your butter peanut butter biscuits oh i so enjoy those peanut <laughs> butter people butter can write into we are tesla sorry and that's okay if you do follow me on twitter and instagram i will happily engage in this conversation yep. do you enjoy having butter with your peanut butter on either your biscuits i.e your oat cakes or maybe just on toast because please, i do please keep me in that tweet as well to mm-hmm. mr al white and miss avna wallace i want to know the conversation your thoughts and twitter handles don't count now in the word counts that's great isn't it oh is it just one twitter handle or do you can you do like loads oh i think you I do loads know. and it doesn't no I, actually you're right you can do that, loads that's and it like a count. spam thing just waiting to get out of control <laughs> waiting to get out of control 
Um, until then, we'll be back next Tuesday to talk about more video games and movies. Thank you very much, Avon, for joining me. Thank you. Thank you very much for having Thank me. You, Thank you, Tamara. Thank you. I'm around. Geeks. <laughs> Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm sitting on your actual thing. That's really bad. Actual <laughs> thing. <laughs> no, I'm sitting on your actual, actual thing. thing. Oh, no. Did you record that? Yeah, that'll be the beginning of the podcast. No. Yeah. Have we already started recording? Yeah, we'll call it the actual thing episode. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't.